Welcome to Megan's Bookish Life, a podcast where literary meets lifestyle. Hi, Melissa. Thank you for joining Megan's Bookish Life. Hi. How are you doing? Harry Styles' cousin. So (laughs) I have to tell you a really quick story. Someone important, like a higher up person in the media, contacted my boss because, long story short, I was on TV. This reporter sent an email to my boss saying, hey, your employee works here. Can we film her or whatever? Like, she said, your employee, Megan Stiles, works at your job. I said, no, 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 no. I said, that's not my name. That's my Instagram name. (laughs) I said, I said, that's not my real last name. I don't, I don't know Harry Styles. I love it so much. I love it so much. I like, I'd be like, yes, yes, I am Harry Styles' cousin. Thank you. Okay. That was my little story intro. Anyway, love that for me. I always like to start podcasts with the most intriguing questions, says me. Okay, Melissa, how did you get into writing? Did you always think you wanted to write books? Like, were you, like, destined to write books? Tell me everything. I definitely always wanted to. I, like, I fell in love with reading. I fell in love with writing. I was always, like, my mom still to this day has, like, these little newspapers that I would make as, like, growing up. Like, so silly. But I loved it. And um, then I got into high school and I had a teacher who I think in my acknowledgement, every book, and I will I will do so until the end of time, because she really was instrumental in me finding my voice and encouraging me to use it. Um, And I feel like she was the first person that really told me that I had any sort of, you know, talent. Um, She sent me to writing competitions and things like that. And just really encouraged me to continue using my voice but you know you graduate and life happens and I went on like a whole journey of doing all kinds of stuff that was not writing um I was a manicurist like a nail artist um like all that Pinterest worthy like nail art stuff I did that stuff I worked in a dermatologist's office (laughs) I bathed dogs (laughs) I have done so many things, but always there in the back of my mind was writing. Um, And so I actually started doing like, like freelance writing. Usually it was like mostly like personal essay types of stuff. I've done some stuff for, um, to write love on her arms, which is an amazing foundation. I'm familiar with it and um, like thought catalog medium, things like that. But it took me until the pandemic to finally sit down and go, okay, I'm going to write a book because what the hell else am I going to do? We're stuck in this house. And it was a great escape for me because I mean, obviously everyone was like traumatized, right. In 2020, like that was just insane. And my grandmother had fallen very ill and it was a great way for me to just kind of escape into this world that I created and kind of process the knowledge that I didn't have much longer left with her. Um, And so, yeah, I started writing it. I want to say it was like um, March or April of 2020. And then I actually published it that October. So you are a fast writer. Oh, 
It's so interesting. I don't know. Sometimes I think so, but then sometimes not at all. Like this last book, I feel like took me pretty long time to write. I'm working on getting faster. Yeah, it, it does. It depends. It depends on the project. Some of them, it's like, boom, I know where I'm going. I'm ready. But some of them, like I will hit like a point where it's like, I just feel like I lose the story and I have to step back and, you know, try to find them again. <laughs> Well, yeah, because you, because I did my little podcast research, like I read some of your articles, articles are nonfiction, and then you're writing fiction as a book. How was that switch? Was it like easy for you from fiction or nonfiction to fiction? Oh, gosh, yes. You will definitely see like sprinkles of me throughout this series. So in some books more than than others. This is why I love romance, right? We can explore very complex and difficult emotions but within the safe space of a guaranteed happily ever after, because obviously life doesn't guarantee us those, right? Um, but I love being able to explore those those feelings. And, you know, for example, um, my second book is very centered around grief. And I had just lost my grandmother. And so it was how I really processed what grief meant for me and how it is truly a journey. It is something you never stop grieving. Um, and it's just kind of figuring out what those echoes look like for, for different people. And, you know, um, how, do you, how do you move forward when somebody so important to you is gone, a piece of you is gone? And so um, I do pull in a lot of personal things. There's always like a grain of, of truth somewhere in there. I had a teacher one time tell me that it's dangerous to write therapeutically and release it. I think it's a terrible advice. So when <laughs> I get emotional or I lose someone or whatever, I want to write about it. And yeah. it sounds like you did too. Absolutely. I mean, I think that that's when the art is the most beautiful, you know, is when you pour yourself into it. Um, whether that's, you know, based on true experiences or just you know, a character that maybe shares a personality trait or um, something that you you deal with. Um, I just, I think that that's when art is so beautiful, when it replicates life. I'm nodding because I'm like, yeah, Melissa. So you did also write an article, I think it's from Thought Catalog. It okay. is called, What Writing a Book Taught Me About Life. So in the article, you talk about self-doubt and having faith in yourself. In your opinion... I want to know the, the Melissa Grace opinion. What is the best part of writing a book? Oh, gosh. Um, I think getting to try on other lives. <laughs> yep. You know, like, because obviously, like, well, while I may have a lot of things in common with my characters, like, let's use Liv for an example from book one. I'm certainly no rock star. Um, but it's fun to get to explore these different lives. When I actually sit down and I, I hold my books in my hand and I'm like, this came out of my brain, out of thin air. That is the coolest feeling when you really like sit down and go, wow, I did that. It's, it's amazing. So my first book it was a mess of a book, so don't even look for it. But <laughs> when I opened it, I couldn't even do an unboxing video because I was so excited to hold it in my hands. I was like, I got to rip it open. I got to rip it open. It's my book. It's my book. Um, so I feel that that is a very special part of your life. Yes, it is. So I want to talk about your characters. 
So an author once brought this up during a podcast interview, and I want to know your take. Do you ever have characters swimming in your head before you know the plot? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> and it's just a matter of figuring, figuring out, like, where do they where do they fit, you know? Um, usually that's kind of how they come to me. Like, you see characters and, like, how they come together, but not necessarily, like, a, a full plot. Um, it happens all the time. This is a weird question, but I'm going to say anyways. Are you satisfied when you, like, put a character in a book and you're like, yeah. Like, I came up with that. Oh, definitely. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely, yes. It's like, okay, that feels right. Definitely. Yeah. I read your Midnight in Dallas first book. I have all three, but I'm like, girl, I'm sweating. I have so many books to read. Home is where you are, obsessed with it. So I do have to say, you have three books in that series. So for those who don't know, Midnight in Dallas is circled around, like, the music rock star, you know, plot. How did you know you wanted to write something around music stars and stuff like that? Music has always been a part of my life. Um, and I, I have been in one of those many jobs. I worked in music as well. Um, I am not musical myself, but I, I did work within that industry and I always found it extremely fascinating. I had been reading some rock star romances and they were all based around like very young people. And I'm like, well, I think that that sucks. I want some older people in these books. I mean, like, they were great books, but I'm like, I want to see some older people represented. Um, and I love writing my, especially my heroines, to be over 30. There was only one hero that was just younger, like, barely younger than 30. Um, of course, you know, you've met him, Jack. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just, it was more a matter of the fact that I knew that I wanted to see older characters in these spaces characters with more life experience so yeah it was more important to me to have that happen but I just I love the music world it's fascinating to me so you pointed out about over 30 and I appreciate that you're right I do see a lot of music rock star books and they are young I didn't think about that until you just put that up definitely and I mean just in general um I do think you're seeing more of these um more seasoned characters but it for a long time, romance is very much dominated by the like under 25. I mean, life's not over after you turn 30. I mean, like exactly. I know that. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, it's one of those things, like, especially societally, we, we are constantly pushed to that narrative of, you know, you got to do these things before you turn 30 or it's never going to happen. And it's like, yeah, no, <laughs> um, I think 30 is when you just start figuring your shit out, like uh, with very few exceptions. I mean, honestly, I'm almost 40 and I'm still trying to figure it out. So who knows? I don't know if we ever figure it out. Well, they have those like 30 things to do before I'm 30. And I'm like, I'm going to be 31 also. You know what I mean? Like, why do I do it before I'm 30? I have so much life left. So you have one coming out. Is it, it's it's the same series, right? Or is it different? It is. So there's two more books left in this series, and I am writing another book um, that will be coming out this year as well that's outside of Midnight Dallas. I was going to ask, I was like, what's next for you? So that's a big, exciting thing for you. It's huge. I'm really excited. Um, so I am in the process of finalizing plot stuff for book five. My book four goes to my editor on Monday, um, and I'm releasing it in June. I am also going to be working simultaneously on this other project that I'm 
so excited about. I'm so excited. Okay, writing question that just popped in my head. Are you a person, because some people can read like five books at once, and sometimes I can, sometimes I can't. Are you a writer where you can write more than one book at once? Not really. So what I'll do is I will get the plotting stuff done for book five, and then I'm going to take a step back from that probably until April or so. Um, and I will work on this other project, finish that, send that one to the editor, and then move on. Um, I'm hoping to have both of these done by like June-ish so that I can um, have the rest of the year to write some other projects. Um, I've got like four ideas just swimming and like I want to write them right now. I want I want to so bad, but I'm like, you can't do it. You can't do it. You'll never get it done if you just try to write all this stuff at one time. Just one thing at a time. <laughs> Writer's self-care, one thing at a time. Yes, definitely. Okay, Melissa, I want to know your book recommendations. Like, if someone came up to you on the street and was like, give me a book, what would you say? Okay, um, Eve Casey, I love her. She's an indie author. Um, Frequency of Attraction is probably my favorite of hers. Um, and I'm also going to, like, very topically say I'm currently reading Spare, uh, the Prince Harry book. Okay. And I... I'm really enjoying it. Um, his voice is so interesting. And like, he's got that very dry British sense of humor, which like, I love that for us. Um, he's just, it's very fascinating hearing how he grew up. I bought the audiobook. I like pre-ordered it. So audiobook is worth it for spare. So I'm actually reading it. I have heard like a sample of it and his voice is just precious. Like, oh, I have really enjoyed it and I would like I want I feel like I want to put something positive out there about him because I've seen a lot of negative stuff about this on social media and it's really frustrating to me. Um and I think it's because like I feel inherently very protective of people that have mental health problems like they are open about it and I think Prince Harry's book and him talking about what he's going through is such a testament to how stigmatized mental health issues still are um because you know when something awful happens let's use um twitch that 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 um young man that just recently um you know took his own life you know obviously we give them their flowers when they're gone right as we should but you know it's well if he would have spoken up and if he would have done this but then prince harry is such a great example of how they do that and they're vulnerable and people shut the door on them. You're whining, you're privileged, you, what do you have to be upset about, et cetera, et cetera. And it's just, that's just so frustrating to me. Um, I wish we could get to a space where we could allow people to be vulnerable and um, not be so quick to judge. You always see things about that too, about how men can't say anything. I think yes. men have the right to feel absolutely absolutely and it's and, and like when you see the way people are, are reacting to what he's saying like it's no wonder men don't speak up about their mental health and it's so interesting because this is something that's coming up in a book for me um in book five um i'm going to be addressing this very heavily i feel very strongly about that i i, I again i just feel so protective of of him and of megan because um both of them have had issues 
stemming around everything that's gone on. And I just want them to be allowed to be vulnerable and, and feel what they need to feel, what they feel. Um, just because they have lived in a place of privilege does not make their feelings any less valid. That was beautiful because I agree. That was wonderful. Okay, Melissa, this is such a loaded question and I always ask this and I shouldn't. Do you have any questions for me? What would you do if you were related to Harry Styles? (laughs) That's a great question because I've never thought about it. I'm not being like, oh my God, but I'm going to. So I love his music, obviously. So I would want to be a front ticket holder because his concerts are so expensive and I'm like if I'm related to you I get free tickets right Harry absolutely um, I spent six hundred dollars for seats in the nosebleeds that where my oh head touched my the God. ceiling he canceled the concerts so I got my money back but I can't believe I can't and that was not resale that was Ticketmaster. Oh, no. oh no I couldn't afford oh, gas wow. for a week and a half in my car I believe it. Like, I mean, these ticket prices have gotten insane. Like, I mean, Taylor Swift, too. Uh, I'm going to see Taylor Swift with a friend in whenever she's in Nashville. I've already forgotten the date. It's like May. Um, But yeah, like, it was insane. I've never paid that much for a ticket. I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) I told my mom and she was like, (laughs) you have to rethink these things. And I was like, too late. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I will go to see her one time and that's going to be it. Like, I like. No, not unless, like, she's doing, like, a reunion tour, you know, when she's, like, 80. Maybe I'll go then, but. uh, (laughs) I I would do that one, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to let you go because you are amazing. And um, thank you for being on Megan's Bookish Life, Melissa. Thanks for having me, Miss Styled. Hi, everyone, and thank you for listening to Megan's Bookish Life, a podcast where literary meets lifestyle. Don't forget to subscribe and follow me on Instagram at Megan's Bookish Life Podcast.